Okay. Take two. Sorry about that. <laughs> you know, we were just like halfway through just talking. Yeah, we were just talking about stuff. And then I realized something was wrong. So here's the real thing. Okay. All right. So, uh, so Will, you've been... Welcome, everybody, to the, uh, to, the, to the Being Church podcast. This is our name. We decided on a name. and We're the Being Church Being. podcast. It's going to be very ontological. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I think about it because our, our pastor, Father James, in his wisdom, always says we're called to be church and not play church. Yeah. And I think the mission of this podcast is to kind of start the conversation in our, in our daily lives and in, in our week about what it means to evangelize and what it means to be disciples. and To be church. Yeah, yeah, and what's your story and all that stuff. Yeah, so exactly. uh, this podcast is all about life. It's all about being. So being church is the perfect name for it, I think. Being church. I agree. Yeah, being church. It's great to have a name. We're not just here playing around, boys. We're not playing boys. around, folks. This is real. This is serious business. Serious business. Will, it's good to hit, hang out with you, man. You've been uh, traveling. I have been traveling. Throughout all of January. Where were you? Uh, I was at uh, a conference called SLS, uh, which was put on by the Fellowship of Catholic University Students. I've been Folks. cold, cold Chicago, Illinois, where Tom the homeland uh, used to hang his hat. Yeah, dude, it was like frigid. It like was like negative right? one one morning without the wind chill. That's terrible. Without the wind chill, it was very cold. I was very glad the day before I left. Um, not th- the day I left, I went to uh, an. A uh, sporting, dang it. I oh, cannot wow. speak. A sporting goods store, uh-huh. and uh, I purchased this jacket that I'm wearing right it's now. Nice jacket. It is a nice jacket. It was only uh, it was it was fairly inexpensive, and um, I was extremely glad that I bought yeah, that jacket. That's essential, there, man. You need a good coat. Yeah. So uh, went to that, and then went on a retreat for five days with my classmates down in Houston. Cool. Uh, it was great. Yeah. Was it at the seminary? It was at the seminary. Yeah. It's not much of a retreat. Well, I guess you no, went away from we, the seminary. No, we went away. It was, it was actually really nice. Seminary. Yeah. Um, it, it's swanky, dude. It's a nice place. Yeah. I, I mean, like not the, the dorm rooms themselves aren't that nice and the beds are kind of okay and were made in the 70s or the 60s. Um, not the mattresses, just the beds. They squeak a lot. Um <laughs> Uh, but, uh, the, the, like the other parts of the seminary yeah. are great. Like the chapel's amazing. When you guys and, have an awesome athletic field. Like yeah, we do have a great great. athletic field. We played, uh, I don't know if the retreat director knows this, but we played some, on the last day, we played some silent indoor soccer. It was, <laughs> was great. Was it a silent retreat? Yeah, it was. Oh, okay. Um, until the last night, um, we had a little social time cool. got together. Um, yeah, but the it, it was really great. It great, was a really man. great time with cool. the guys. Well, that's good. Um, a lot of good fraternity. Yeah, cool. Well, hey, we're glad to have you back. And so this, I want to today. I want to talk about this conference you went to, SLS, because um, I think it's really important. And it's just these conferences are really cool when when people, big time Catholic, Catholic yeah. famous people, get together and they <laughs> Catholic famous. Yeah, people. that's what I call people on Twitter. Yeah, get more likes than I do. Uh, that's it. <laughs> um, I think these conferences are a really cool time where you can hear from people who are doing ministry um, yeah. and they can really kind of inspire and, and help you out. And so I want to talk about like just what you learned and what you bring back to St. Louis from this, uh, from this conference. Yeah. So what do you want to talk about today? Well, so SLS is a, it stands for a student leadership symposium. Uh-huh. Um, and it's put on, like I said, by the fellowship of Catholic university students, better known as focus. Right. Focus is an organization, um, that's on all sorts of camp college campuses all over the United States and even internationally a little bit, um, in Ireland and Austria and, 
Um, there were about 8,000 people at this conference that I went to. Nice. Um, and what Focus does is it sends missionaries out to college campuses. Mm-hmm. Its mission is to evangelize college campuses and uh, to you know to evangelize and win people for Christ mm-hmm. on those campuses and um, bring them to the fullness of truth in the Catholic Church. And um, so this conference, um, which was the Student Leadership Summit, uh, had it was an, basically intended for college students, for current college students to come to, um, who were already uh, disciples. If if you, right, you know, yeah. they're basically already committed. Like I want to follow Jesus, um, or I want. And one of the one of the lines from one of the speakers was, "I want to make." Um, Jesus, the center of my life, even though he's probably not right now, you know, right, what I mean? like I right. want that. And so, um, yeah, so, uh, they, the idea with focus is that kind of their model, um, is that they, they send these missionaries, right. And these missionaries go out to the college campus and they invest in a few students mm-hmm. on, on campus they become friends with them. They invite them to a Bible study. They um, kind of, to use a very um, a very common word, maybe uh, too commonly used, they disciple yeah. them. Yeah. Right. Um, they love that verb. Yeah. They disciple them, and uh, and then they invite them to disciple others. Right. Um, because I mean, Jesus Christ Himself said in the gospel, right. Go to all nations and preach and teach, baptizing in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's that's a command, right? Like if you're a disciple, it's necessarily a part of your discipleship to be preaching the good news to other people as exactly, well. Exactly, right, right. Um, yeah, yeah, that's that's. I mean, that's great because I mean, I think this language is kind of making a comeback in the Catholic Church. Yeah. It's, I think it's always been around in things like focus and apostolates like focus, but uh, at the parish level. I yeah. think, you know, we're kind of just starting to hear like, okay, are you a parish of disciples? Yeah. Um, I think for a long time we associated that with like the Protestants. Sure. Right? Yeah. Uh, but but I think it's, you're right. I mean, it's a mandate from Jesus himself. Yeah. Follow me and then bring others to follow me. Yeah, exactly. Pass on what you have learned. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so um, what this conference was really about was uh, do, doing that evangelization, like how to how students can do that on their own college campus. Um, they also had uh, kind of a lifelong mission track for people who had already graduated from college or mm-hmm. were about to graduate from college. Um, how can you take this to your parish and things like that? Cool. Um, they had a lot of great stuff for campus ministers as well going on. Um, so it was a really enriching opportunity to, yeah. to, to be with all these people. Um, kind of the, the crux of what SLS is – um, can be summed up. I think it's Second Timothy two two. Um, it says, uh, "Pass on what I've teach to others what I have taught you." Mm-hmm. This is Paul talking to Timothy, mm-hmm. his like a uh, disciple that has become a bishop. Mm-hmm. Pass on what I've I've um, taught to you, and not only pass it on, but teach others to teach it. Right. Right. So, um, so the idea is not only are you giving people the gospel, right? But you're, you're helping them to know that part of the gospel is to also evangelize other people, right? right exactly. um, Curtis Martin, the founder of Focus, is, is fond of saying this generation of, of people, right, is, 
like the disciples, the church, this generation of the church is responsible responsible for evangelizing this generation of people, right? Mm-hmm. And so every and that's been the same for since Christ himself came, right? Yep. Like um those 12 apostles, they went out and they preached the gospel and they made disciples and they went and they, they met people like Timothy and they brought them into friendship and then they, mm-hmm. they told them the gospel and they um, invited them to, to uh, also preach the gospel. Right? Yeah. Right. And it's so, like that. It's like that movie, pay it forward. Have you ever seen that? I haven't seen that, but it's I, the I mentality, the idea, right? right? Pay it forward. Yeah. 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 yeah I mean, it's, it, it's a gift that's meant to be the divine life is a gift that's best and actually really only, it only exists, exists when it's shared. When it's shared. Yep, um, exactly. Um, Father James talked about that once in a homily, you know, mm-hmm. this law of the gift that the more you give of yourself, the more divine life you really, you have. Right? Exactly. Exactly. Um, and so, yeah, so the, the idea is, um, that's what it was all about. And, um, now it, it might seem weird. Why did you, why, why did the diocese send, there were eight of us from the, from the diocese of Austin who actually went, up to SLS yeah. uh, for this. And, um, you know, I think seminarians, that, right? yeah, Can seminarians. You, yeah. yeah. Plus a couple of staff members from the, from the pastoral center and cool. stuff like that. Um, and we had, uh, diocese of Austin represent right here. We had probably, um, we had one of the largest diocesan representations really? there. Yeah. I'm sure. Wow. That kind of surprises me. I mean, me. we probably had 200 people, Wow. Uh, close to 200 people from the four campus ministry programs. What is that? Uh, so that'd be UT, uh-huh. uh, Baylor. Um, A&M? No. Uh, I always forget the one that's in San Marcos, which is so sad. Not uh, St. Edwards. No. Um, shoot. Texas State. Texas State. I'm oh, sorry, yeah. Texas State people. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I want to say Southwest Texas so bad, but it's Texas State. Um <laughs> And then, of course, oh, uh, my uh, my alma mater, oh, uh, Texas A and M University, um, and which uh, is like a weird Catholic town. Yes, that university. Well, yeah, Might it's well College Catholic Station is the town. But, yeah. yeah, but yeah, so people. That's crazy. Yeah, so that's it's great. close to two hundred people, um, which is a great time, uh, just to be with some of them, and um, actually one of my favorite parts of the entire um, the entire conference. I was a youth minister before I was yeah right before I was in seminary, mm-hmm. and there were probably um, there were like six or seven of my youth kids from my home parish oh, actually cool. who were there at the conference, and uh, we were able to all go out to eat together Fun, one night, and uh, it's just a really good time to see those kids who, um, in some small way, you know, I was able to share the gospel with them at some point in their life, um, in, in humility to be able to say, man, this is amazing what God has done yeah, in your awesome. life. And, um, that, uh, that I get to be like your older brother in the faith here. Right. Yeah. So, Oh, that's really cool. Man. Um, good. So that was a real gift. But so I went for, for kind of two reasons. I think the yeah. diocese invited us to go for two reasons and paid for us to go. Um, one, there's a real possibility that we, I mean, we have four campus ministries in the Diocese of Austin that mm-hmm. are really big. Yeah. Um, and, and they need priests. And they need priests. So, mm-hmm. uh, and all of them are focused, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and so there's actually a, a, even other universities within the, the bounds of the diocese as well that could need college campus ministers, um, something like Mary Harden Baylor and sure. things like that. But um, yeah, so so that was part of it, right, that – 
to get some training there and to see what focus is all about. But the other part was really, um, it's more likely, uh, this method that focus offers is not something new. Mm -hmm. It's not something, um, exceptional. It's not something extraordinary in the, in the good sense of not extraordinary. Mm -hmm. Um, it seems extraordinary. It seems exceptional because we don't do it. Right. But if you look at the gospel, this is what Christ calls us all to that. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is the, the focus likes little things that you can remember well, which are very helpful. The method modeled by the master, right? That Mm -hmm. Jesus, um, once again, shamelessly stealing from Curtis Martin, Jesus basically went camping with his disciples for three years, right? right? Yeah. Like, and he he became friends with these twelve people, mm-hmm. um, and then he really became like really good friends with with three of them, and he really really invested in like one of them, right? John, the beloved disciple. Sure. Um, so that this idea of even Jesus himself, when he decided, or when he was. I guess from all of time in Providence, um, deciding how to, it's not really deciding. He decided it was decided. Anyway, I'm not going down that road of philosophy right now. Um, thank you. But, um, how, how is the gospel going to be proclaimed? Right. Um, basically he said, uh, all right, I'm going to get these 12 dudes Mm -hmm. and these, these few ladies, right. You know, think of like Mary and Martha, right. Um, and then we're going to hang out a lot together. And then uh, through that friendship, I'm going to show them the good news, right? Mm-hmm. And it's so human, you know, like that. that's how the gospel gets proclaimed is through um, friendship, right? Discipleship and, through friendship. Yeah, discipleship. So this was like a theme. At the yeah, and that, I mean, the yep. first day is it really, um, they, they really hit that hard was just like this idea that we're all called to invest deeply in in some people around us, right? We have a bunch of friends and that's good. Um, and some of us are more extroverted some of us are more introverted. So you kind of have differing levels of that, but mm-hmm. everyone's called to like with an evangelical mind to say, okay, who are those people that I know who also like, I want to have an intentional relationship where I'm sharing the gospel right. with them. Um, not that we're not called to share the gospel with everybody, but, uh, but that, like the real evangelization takes place often, mm-hmm. most often in the context of a uh, friendship. Right? Yeah, absolutely. And, and I, I hear that and I'm on board with that. I do, I get it. I do hesitate though, because it's like, yeah, for sure. You can only really have this good friendship, this good, you know, discipleship friendship with, with a few people. Like yeah. you can only lead a couple people at a time. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I do think that, I've I've just seen this happen. I think that for people who aren't a part of that intimate group, like you know, if they don't get chosen by a focus mi- missionary, yeah, not even a focus no, missionary, go for just it. like just me, yeah, right. Um, like if they don't get chosen by me, is like oh, like Tom doesn't care enough to disciple me, so I must not be worth it. Mm. I I know that's like dramatic and like no, an exception I could see to the that. rule, but I do see that as like a danger to that to that. Um, selective discipleship. However, I do think I'll propose a solution to the problem. The solution to the problem is that more people need to start, I guess, discipling others. Right. Well, that, that's the thing. But the other thing is just like, I think the response 
that and I, I can empathize very strongly with yeah. that kind of person because I'm one of those people. Yeah. Like there were some things in seminary, like I didn't get selected for right. and I'm, I'm like on the outside, just like, please, 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 right. you know, like, uh, and, and I, I guess, um, speaking from a place of love and like looking back on those things, the thing is like, if that's the desire of your heart to be, to, to know more about Jesus, mm-hmm. like no person who loves Jesus is ever going to say, when you say to them, hey, will you teach me about right. Jesus? Right, they're not going to say no. They're not going to say, they might say, I can't do it right now, but right. this is this person would love, you know, like, and I don't think that it's, it's not like an exclusive friendship, right? I mean, right. you see, you see how Jesus himself didn't have, it wasn't like exclusive in the sense that there wasn't an opening for other people to come mm-hmm. and be a part, right? Like uh, the, you think of all the times that Jesus preached or whatever, mm-hmm. um, it's obvious that this is sh- shared with everybody. Right. It's just like he always he, went back to his. Core he went group. back to his core group, yep. you yep. know. And I mean, um, you, it's just humanly impossible, right? And this absolutely. is absolutely this is a hard part for me. This yeah. was a challenging thing at the conference for me. Yeah, like they said, try and f- think of three or four people. Yeah, right. And I'm like, no, I want to. I'm do ten or twelve. Let's, right? no, let's do the entire parish, yeah, dude. Like, yeah, right. let's go back to St. Louis and change the world. Um, right. In my pride, um, you know. But it there's a there's like a balance there, right? Of course, and, of course. And to be open and to be engaging and to be loving to everybody, but to be um to to say no to some things mm. so that you can do other things. I also, I also think that there are some people who, um, don't, who don't need that sort of discipleship by yeah, the, by, by the, by the virtue that they are a disciple. Sure. Right. They've bought in and they're, they know who Jesus is. They know the gospel. Yeah. And everyone needs to like keep learning and all that. Keep praying. Sure. But I think there comes a point where it's like, Okay, you need to go out. Oh yeah, you need to go on mission. Yeah, and I think when people get when people get stuck in this like, uh, whatever it is, fear or or just yeah, I don't know like, how to do I that. I can't go do this. Yeah, then then it's like, okay, you don't need to be. I mean, you still need to be mentored, but like, it's your turn to go out and and yeah. call people to you. And so I think some people are like, well, why 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 aren't you discipling me? And but it's because it's, it's like, like no, you like, are you a disciple. Yeah. you need to go find people. Right, and I, I think the answer to that is like this is not a, um, like we shouldn't look at these people that we're discipling. Man, that's a bad way to say it. These people, um, we shouldn't look at people that we, we intentionally go towards to disciple as projects. Oh, right. Like you're the, when I say friendship, I don't mean like you go and like pretend to be someone's friend because you want to be, you want to disciple them. I mean, you make a conscious act yeah. to to love them right. where they're at and like to really be a friend to them Absolutely. and with no strings attached, right? Yeah, you can't, you can't force that. The, the, like, and that's not, yeah. And so, and you see how that develops. Like if there's an organic continuation, mm-hmm. then maybe this is just a person that the Lord is calling you to actively to to, to like verbally preach the gospel to sure maybe maybe this person's not a person that you're you're called to um do it in that way right. you're called to just be that presence in in their life at this point um so i think that that's one thing but the other thing is um as far as like continuing right the fruit 
if someone's just stuck in like, oh, I just want to continue to to like to be discipled, but never to go out and mm-hmm. to share in this mission, then you have to ask yourself like, what's going on? Because I mean, there's a number of things that could could be there. There could be a fear on the person who's who doesn't want to go out and do things like that, or doesn't believe that they can. Mm-hmm. Um, but there also could be like, maybe there's kind of this cult of personality that's being formed there, and that's dangerous, you right, know. Um, right. So I, it's not about it's not about me, or it's not about you. It or it's really about Jesus, right? So to, to make sure that that's primary. Yeah. Um, yeah, but. I, no, and I think I think what you said, the first thing that you said is essential, right? That these this friendship of that, you know, includes discipleship, which I guess friendship's been the theme of our last couple episodes. Yeah. Which is this is good because I think this is what it should lead to. You know, if you really care about someone, you want to bring them to the Lord, um, if they're willing. But it's not forced and it's not fake and it's not um it, it's an authentic friendship. Yeah. Right? And it's an authentic discipleship. Right. Yeah, I mean, and it, so you can't do it to everybody. Exactly, and that doesn't mean that it's not that you don't make sacrifices. So, like, um, I could see, like, one of the things that they talked about was, yeah, go and be part of the groups that you're a part of, and look for people in that. This was geared more towards college students, right? Like, yeah. you think of all the the organizations that you're a part of, or and because um, like affinity, right? Like, you <clears throat> say, for example, at St. Louis. Maybe your kid is in the same class as this other kid, and so you know the parents, exactly. right? And so, um, like they talked about common life like that, and mm-hmm. as kind of maybe one of the the beginnings of things. But just incidental things like that are not enough, right? So you have sure. to make a choice to also say, okay, well, let's like get together and ha- let's let's have dinner together. Yeah, come on over for dinner, or yeah, or whatever. Um, and you might even you might have to like. Uh, you know, say to yourself, well, this isn't something that I would normally do, Yeah, but I'm willing to do this because I want to cultivate this friendship. You right. know, um, I think that there's an, uh, there's a, um, like that's, that's a, as we've talked about, that's at the, the, the center of good friendship, right? Is, um, sac- self-sacrifice exactly. for the other or for the, for the good, which both are directed to, right? Exactly. Um, and so, yeah, there's something, there's something there. Um, yeah, that's really good. So, um, yeah. Well, yeah, I think, so I, I think there's something there that this, this relationship of discipleship needs to be intimate to some extent. And we're not called to Do disciple that everybody. Yeah. Might not be called to disciple anybody yet because maybe we're not disciples ourselves or something, you know? So there's, yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot that goes into this. Right. And um, I, and we've got to, it really, I think it takes a lot of prayer and it takes a good relationship with Jesus yeah. to figure out where you are. Where called yeah, exactly. And I, I would say that anybody who is, yeah, I mean, you need to be formed before you start to, to, to form others, but not, you don't need to be as formed as you think you probably, like sure. you don't need to have a degree in theology. No, you, don't. you don't need to, you don't need, I mean, I, I hope you guys are coming to the basic course. Basic, the basic teachings, basic yeah. teachings courses. That's a great opportunity, mm-hmm. but you don't need that. Like you don't need that to, to disciple other people. You need to know Jesus and want him and want your friends to know exactly Jesus. Right. Um, and we were kind of talking about this a little bit, but, um, 
like the difference between like programming and discipleship. Well, right. I was right? just going to say that leads perfectly into what we want to say next. What you want to say next? Well, no. I mean, I think I think we're both on board with this in yeah. a way. Like, um, but let's see where we go. Is that like going to a program doesn't make you a disciple? So, what do you mean by program? So, like, um, like going to the King's Tavern doesn't mean I'm the best Catholic ever. Yeah, right. Exactly. Right. The King's Tavern. Yeah. Come to the King's Tavern, February nineteenth. You should still come. Right. February twelfth. <laughs> February twelfth. Fe- February twelfth. Good. February twelfth. Um, it's going to be awesome. Um, and, and like going to those things or going to the basic teachings of the Catholic. What are we calling that? Yeah, thing? Ba- just basic. Teachings. Basic teachings. Whatever. Yeah, it's all right. It's uh, a long name. The St. Louis Theological Institute. Uh, the King's Institute the, of Theology. The King's. Man, well, you've been gone two weeks. You don't know anything. That's I don't going know anything. Um, yeah. So, but and those things can help us. Sure. Like, and they sh- they will help us. Um, or even you know coming to my spring seminarian series starting mm-hmm. January twenty second. <laughs> uh, shameless. Uh, shameless plug. Uh, those things can help us, but it, like it's in the relationships where discipleship is born. Um, it's the relationships that come out of those and little things, little nuggets that help us to be formed um, as human beings and to know more about Jesus, help us to love him more mm-hmm. and help us to love other people more. Yeah. And this is a difficulty for me as a, a... unbelievable. This is a difficulty for me as a, all right, hold on. All right, so so as a guy who works for the church, this is a kind of a difficulty for me because um, things are measured by programs, right? We're so used to programming. You go to your Kingsman on Friday. You go to your King's Tavern on Monday. You listen to uh, – you go to the King's Institute to get your <laughs> theology. Man, we need better branding. King's Coffee you, is coming soon, your, dude. Yeah, and you go to – you know, you go to your sacrament class and you get prepped for sacraments. You receive sacraments and you do all these things that we've set on the calendar – and, you know, they're good. And you yep. get formation and you meet people. And that's awesome. I tell our people who go through sacrament prep, um, the best thing you can do to sustain your faith uh, is not to, like, attend a bunch of stuff at church, even though you should. But it's to meet people. Yep. Right? It's to become involved in this community. And this St. Louis community is awesome. But the difficulty for me as someone who works on, you know, on the other side setting all this stuff up is that in a way – whether this is objectively true or not, I feel like my job is measured by how much stuff we do. Right. And this has always been an issue. This has always been a problem. Like when I did student ministry in college, when I was an RA in college, programming was the measure of success. Yeah. Numbers. Yeah. At programs is the measure of success. Yeah. I, if I got 11 people at a Bible study in college, it was a good week. If I got five, it was a bad week. According to some people who led these things, who were in charge of these things. But I know, and I know you know, and I think most of us know, that it's not the programs that are responsible for a relationship with God, right? It's God's grace. And he, he interacts with us through these things. Like, of course, he works with our, with our stuff. But it's God's grace and it's personal relationships with others yeah. in, the, in, the, in the church, in this bigger relationship with Jesus that leads us to conversion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think programs help, but they're not the measure of a person's commitment to the gospel. Yeah. Right. So like you're saying, you could go and it's great and you should, but just because you go to a King's Tavern or you go to an event, does that really make us disciples? Right. Or just because you go to mass. 
does that really make you a disciple? Yeah, and I say that with a lot right? of love, right? right. But, but right. And that's... how many of our parishioners who come to Mass, even weekly, um, like are living a life of discipleship? And I like with great reverence, like I think that it's a true statement to say that there's a lot mm-hmm. that for whom um, they're not living as disciples. So I would define it someone who's a disciple as someone who wants Jesus to be the center of their life. Yeah. Like, and is actively trying to make that happen. Right. right. You know, to, and it doesn't matter if you're failing or succeeding mm-hmm. at actually doing that one who's trying to do that. Right. And, and you know, what makes it impossible to even start doing that is if you remove yourself from community. Yeah. If, I mean, it, it's this, so this faith thing is impossible yeah. without community. Yeah. Um, um, and so, yeah, it, it's it's someone who wants their life to commit their life to Jesus, but it's also someone who does that in within the community. Yeah. Um, because yeah, because relationship is important. Because our God is a God of relationship. Yeah, yeah. So there's something there that it's it's so um, it's so important. I I, the, I think overall takeaway from that conference is just like as a priest in three years, God willing, two years when I'm a priest, right. Um, how can I intentionally disciple my parish? Yeah. You know, and, and what does that look like? Does that look like having a group of a smaller group of people that I really pour into? I think that's part of it, honestly. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's not, I, I think you, you can get in, you can run into some of these exclusivity ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, but like to just cultivate friendship, right. And to see, who, you know, who are the people that you, you, you're friends with and then say, come, you know, in the in the gospel this past weekend, we had um, come and see, right? You yeah. Know, like, um, master, where are you staying? We'll come and see. Come right. with me. Right. Um, and the same thing to to continue to call people um, into more intimacy with Jesus, and then to equip them to go. Mm-hmm. Right. Like uh, the same, and to do the same thing. You know, I I hope that as a pastor, I can um, one day, you know be able to say, yeah, the programs are important and I got to do, I got to do those things. Right. Yeah. They're it's like a dad paying the checkbook, right. Right. Or, uh, balancing the checkbook and making sure the bills are paid. Right. You got to do it. Right. You, you can't not do, but to never let the programming and to never let those things, the administrative side of things overwhelm the, like, I want to be intentional with, mm-hmm. with people. And I want to be, uh, I want to, invite people to friendship and share life with them so that I can share the gospel with them right. on a one-on-one basis. Um, one quick story that I want to share because yeah. I think it's amazing. Yeah. Um, this was Curtis Martin uh, shared this story and I, I think it was, it was really cool. Um, so Curtis Martin apparently got to know uh, uh, this family down the block from, I can't remember exactly who, how the connection with him was, mm-hmm. but um it's a story about John Paul II. When John Paul II was the young priest, Carol Watiwa, right? He was in his parish and uh, he said to himself, how can I, you know, how, how can I express this theology that I know, especially regarding um, marriage and sexuality and all that kind of stuff? What would later become, as we all know and love, theology of the body and sure. love and responsibility. Yeah. Um, and, and he wanted to figure out how he could communicate it to people. And so he really... Uh, he kind of found like 10 families in his parish mm. and uh, he really became friends with two of them, very close friends. And those two uh, families had kids, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and two one a boy from one family and a girl from another got married and they had kids and they had kids and uh john paul ii has stayed in touch with these families his entire priesthood like these grandkids like came and like they were swimming at the pool at castel gandolfo right (laughs) like on summer vacation you know yeah um and so and like he, the the Pope was like the godfather to Wait. these ki- like to some of these kids. Okay, so like I know, like you know, so but but Curtis Martin's point was this: some people like John Paul II mm-hmm. or Mother Teresa or whoever are called to evangelize like masses of people. Right? right. Jump. You think of World Youth Day. In the Philippines, the I think it was the largest gathering of humanity ever, right? Like five million people or something, something crazy. Yeah. Um, and like all those people are are listening to John what John Paul II has to say about Jesus, mm-hmm. and he's always pointing to Jesus. Um, but we're all called to those intentional relationships mm-hmm. to the point where this happened. When Curtis Martin went to meet John Paul II, he was trying to figure out a way to like actually get to interact with mm-hmm. him because i mean he's the pope right so right. he's gonna shake hands yeah. and keep going um uh, curtis martin met one of those grandkids oh, or cool. one of the like great grand anyway so all he did when he met john paul ii was say that kid's name oh. and the pope lit up oh, right he cool. knew this person that intimate that family that intimately yeah and shared so much life with him that he was just ecstatic to see him and he was able to and curtis martin was like I got to talk with both for like five minutes. That's cool. But the, the point being that um, that's the type of, like that's where discipleship happens. And we're all called to that. Yeah. Not all of us are called to be like the big, amazing Catholic speaker or to, to do whatever, right? Um, but we're all called to that, that intentional, that level of intentionality in friendship, mm-hmm. which leads to discipleship and deeper discipleship and sharing the gospel with others through that friendship. Yeah. Um, and that... What's amazing about that is if you and I do that, right, if we if we can just find three people mm-hmm. to do that, right, and those three people find three people, mm-hmm. and those three people find three people, and those three people find, find three people, right, like the fact – like it grows exponentially, right? Yeah, the parish looks different in three or five years. Yeah, like five years. If, if it really – you know, or maybe it's 10 years, right? It, but who cares? You know, it's not about – it's not about the numbers, like we said. It's sure. about the people. Um, so I, th- I think that that's my takeaway. Is yeah. I don't know exactly how that looks, but as a priest, yeah. But I, I'm going to pray about it. Yeah. How, how do I, how do I do that? Um, because that's the desire of my heart. Yeah, dude. I think that's right on. And I and I think that's important to say that we've all got a role in this. Because I think sometimes when you're talking about it, it can be like, well you've got something to tell me, so you're better than I am. And that's not what that means. It's just that we all we all have these experiences of God, of faith, right. and we all communicate in a very different way. We all need each other. Yeah. Because I think with, with various people, you get various experiences of God, uh, and you kind of see the framework, the yeah. tapestry that is this life. Of We're faith. all called to be church. Oh, my gosh. It comes together. We are. Together. I mean, like, that's what it, that's what it means to, mean, to be know. church, right? To, I know. I mean, church really comes from that word called together and then sent out. Yeah, right? that's right, man. That's absolutely right. And so I, I think this week, um, thanks for listening to this podcast. And I think this week we can all, we can all reflect on, okay, do I do things at church? Do I go to events? Do I go to programs? Well, that's great. 
but am I a disciple of Jesus Christ? Yeah. What does that look like uh, for me? And what does that look like within this community? What's yeah, my how role? How do I evangelize the people right next to me? Exactly. And if you have nowhere, if you have no idea where to start, I would recommend two things. One, uh, spend about two minutes in silence and ask Jesus sincerely in your heart of hearts, um, how can I know you better? What do you want from me? And two, I would Google this focus stuff. If you have no idea what it is, I would Google focus. Yeah. I would Google Curtis Martin and just, it's a good place to start the model. I think it's good. And it I think it's uh, I think it's what our church needs to, to steadily become more alive and um, to continue and, and I live mean, out the gospel. Right. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. And uh, if you want to talk to either of us, we're always happy to talk. We are here for sure. All right, y'all. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Being Church. We love you. We're praying for you. And we'll see you on Sunday. Good. See you.